and welcome back to the Pet Cash Pod presented by Profluence Sports. As always, you can listen to all the other great podcasts with the founders, investors, executives, and athletes at profluence.com slash podcasts. I'm your host, Andrew Petcash. We had an awesome guest today in Samira Huja. He is the president of Game Changer and also a senior vice president at Dick Sporting Goods, which is the parent company of Game Changer. They operate in the youth sports space. We talk about their app, how they're building, how they're scaling. And we also go deep into the youth sports space and how it's changing and the money that's inflowing to it. All in all, it was a great conversation. I learned a ton and you will as well. So without further ado, Samira Huja from Game Changer. Let's dive in. Samir, appreciate you jumping on today. Been excited for this one for a few months now on the the U Sports side. So, so thanks for coming on, and uh, excited to to dive a little bit deeper. Andrew, thanks for having me on. Very excited to be here. I love what you're doing, and uh, looking forward to talking youth sports. I appreciate it. And and before we get there, and, and I'm a little bit eager to get there because I'm excited to hear the insights. But give us a little bit of your rundown and, and just quick background of how you've gotten into the youth sports space. And, and I know you also have some daughters in that that age range now. Yeah. But uh, I think it's important because your journey wasn't always in sports, and, and what interested you, and and how you got got in into it with now Dick Sporting Goods and obviously running Game Changer. Yeah, so I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. This would be my fourth startup. The first one actually was in sports, but then I went back into my early days, uh, early career in, in finance and fintech. Uh, earlier this, or about 10 years ago, started coaching my daughter, who at the time was in kindergarten, playing softball Saturday mornings. Kindergarten softball is basically babysitting, uh, have a great time with the kids. It was the best few hours of my week and uh, better than going to work, better than doing other things. It was so uplifting. I was fortunate to be introduced to the founders of Game Changer uh, in 2017. They were looking for some executive help, joined the leadership team. Uh, a couple of years later, they left, and I got a chance to take over the, and lead Game Changer, which I've been doing for almost five years. And uh, this is, on a personal level, just so connected to kind of what what I care about. My kids joke, they're like, this is the best job in the world. You can never leave. You can never do anything else. We love shopping at Dick's Sporting Goods. And on a business level, it is just such a cool thing to do because there's 40 million games a year played in youth sports. And unlike pro sports, it's really hard to get that content. And it's just too many games and too many fields and courts everywhere in the country. And Game Changer, we figured out a way to do that. And that makes for a really exciting, you know, entrepreneurial challenge. Yeah, and give us the the quick rundown on Game Changer as well, on on sort of the different applications and uh, what it is today, and and maybe a little bit of where it came from as well, because I'm sure it's changed since you first saw it in 2017. Yeah, we uh, 20% of youth sports games in America are covered on our platform. That means the stats and the video of those games are available for families who can't get to the game. And the origin of the company was just to do stats in baseball, to replace the baseball scorekeeper. We all know that that you go to a baseball game, you see people keeping score. Use an iPhone to keep score instead of a paper. And it evolved to include video and include an experience for the people who care most about those games. Uh, the, you know, Someone who watching a Yankee game it could be anyone. Millions of people love it. But the person who cares about your kid's game is you, the parent. So we're able to get that experience to you. Everything from live video to game stats, to season stats, to recaps, to video highlights uh, during the game, after the game, 
years later, we're creating these memories for families. Like you in the old days had a photo album. Uh, mm-hmm. Now you have your content on Game Changer. And, and quickly before we, we get too into the youth sports side, well, first, somewhat of a shout out, but Dick Sporting Goods was originated in Binghamton. My brother plays basketball at the university there, so I know awesome. a little bit of the story. But curious on the relationship between yeah. the two, if you can outline that, because I, I think it is important to understand. Dick Sporting Goods is an incredible company. I, having been an entrepreneur, I say if I was starting a new sports tech company today, I would call them up first to invest and partner. Uh, it, it's an incredible entrepreneurial story, like, story as you said. Ed Stack took over a store in Binghamton from his dad and built it up into a Fortune 500 company now in Pittsburgh. They are very passionate about youth sports and youth sports families. So Game Changer and Dick Sporting Goods have the same customers. Uh, we are wholly owned by them and operate with a lot of independence, but are part of the broader Dick Sporting Goods family. But we care about the same people. We care about coaches whether they're paid coaches or volunteer or school teachers. We care about mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, and the kids playing the sports. And by the way, the parents of kids who play sports do a lot of things themselves. They run, they play tennis, they might play adult softball. You're talking about lifetime athletes. And um, we serve the kids. uh, And as a broader enterprise with Dick Sporting Goods, we serve all of those people. And it's just been an incredible partnership, uh, very long-term thinkers. And um, we are in this business in this market to be the best provider for our, these families. And I couldn't think of a better partner than them. Yeah. And, and you also, uh, through Game Changer, did a partnership with Major League Baseball, the MLB, I, I believe that was last year. And what, what does that look like? And how are you now sort of, as we see this downstream movement, I know I talk about it a lot, but I think it's important. I don't think enough people are grasping it currently yet, but of this influx of these professional organizations, especially now with NIL of everything going downstream, you know, what does that look like? How, how has that played out? And, uh, you know, I guess you're a year into it now, so you've probably seen sort of the, the fruits of it. Yeah, you hit on what I think is one of the most important trends in sports, which is the connection of pro all the way to youth. And in baseball, softball, we think that the partnership with MLB is really kind of leading the way. It's an opportunity for the kids who are on Game Changer to have their content highlighted on the MLB networks. So that's on their TV and their, their online channels. And it's an opportunity for non-game content on the MLB side, training and other things, to be shared with the Game Changer audience. What inspired both parties to do this is a love for the sport. We want to connect not just the kids, the very, very few kids who are going to turn into professional players, but all of the kids who play, all of the families who are going to be fans growing up, we want to connect them to, to, to pro sports. And we think all of sports is very healthy and very positive. And we want to build the future athletes, but we want to build the, the future fans and the future leaders of society. And we think that sports is a great way to do that. Um, we really feel like we united the the, the sport of baseball and softball kind of from, from youth to pro. And as we expanded to basketball, volleyball, football, et cetera, we kind of hope to do the same thing over time. Yeah. And what uh, nuances have you seen as it, it seems like it started really game changer around baseball and softball and you started adding some more, what does that look like in that process of not only adding sports, but really evaluating why you want to add a certain sport and, and how are you looking and, and viewing that, that lens? Yeah, you hit it on nail on the head. The nuances are the whole ball game in these other sports. The most obvious uh, and interesting dichotomy is our, what was our next sport after after diamond, which was basketball. So very different, super fast moving, uh, very hard to keep score. 
but interestingly enough, very strong stats culture, strong data culture, and a lot of stats, like not as many as baseball, but a lot. And so what we focused on there was completely transforming how the coach or assistant coach or volunteer kind of keeps score. And we put a lot of AI features in place, particularly near end of last year going into this year, to allow you to actually capture a lot of the stats automatically. And every few weeks, we're rolling out more and more there. You cannot keep score for both teams at a level of detail in basketball without stuff like that. Uh, why we liked it, though, despite what sounds like a pretty hard challenge, is we ask people to use their phone or their tablet. So the court size is perfect for, for capturing film on, on a phone. And it's a huge market, more teams in that sport than any other team sport in youth. And there, it was pretty fragmented. There was a lot of demand and there wasn't a great solution. So we felt like even though the challenge technically was hard, we thought it was a great opportunity. Feel the same way about volleyball, feel the same way about flag football, which are our other focus sports right now. And we're working towards uh, sports like soccer, and lacrosse, which have a larger field, and that changes how you think about video. But again, the AI stuff and the ability to kind of zoom and pan automatically without having to move the phone or move your hand or anything is going to make those sports a lot easier. But we like kind of focusing where our product was really, really great and useful, which was basketball, volleyball, and flag football for now, in addition to baseball and softball. Tell me, tell me a little bit about the flag football, because that's... Uh something I have my eye on for sure with yeah. a lot of the initiatives coming uh, over the next few years. I, uh, you know, with the exception of pickleball, I haven't seen kind of this growth in, in a long time and you're seeing it obviously with boys and girls. There's a huge influx of players, brings up some very important discussions that, you know, are around player safety. Very happy that the NFL has stepped in and is engaging and leading this dialogue. And, um, just seeing a ton of excitement around it. Uh, I think I'm a big fan of, of all forms of football. And I think that like many things in society, technology can make things safer and better. And so we're committed to the whole sport, but we saw an opportunity to kind of focus first on flag. We have some great uh, co competitors who are, um, you know, who are focused on like high school football. We have a lot of respect for them. And so we, you know, we, we were really excited to kind of make our mark uh, in flag. Yeah, and you got the 2028 Olympics that has flag. You, yeah. you mentioned the NFL initiatives. I think it's interesting, too, because traditional football helmets and all that, flag yeah. football is removing that, which is adding a lot of brand value, especially on the women's side. Yeah. And and that leads us perfectly, and you talked about the fragmentation a little bit, but what is the state of youth sports today? What are you seeing, and uh, what, what's sort of your observation and how you're navigating it? There are three things that stick out. One we talked about, which is the connection to pros. The second we touched on, which is fragmentation. And the third is technology that you see in the pros coming down to youth. Fragmentation is because there's, like I said, 40 million games. It's really, really hard to consolidate that, whether you're an event operator or a league or uh, even just a community, uh, you know, like a town or something. There's just too many games on too many fields and courts and, and the content, very hard to get the content unless you deploy a cost-effective solution, which is why we do this, uh, our stuff with mobile. We don't sell you or buy or facilitate any hardware. Everyone has a phone. Many people have two. We have the same functionality on iPhones as Android phones. So it's everyone and it's tablet or device and streaming cameras. You want to use a GoPro or a Mevo, you can link to our, our stuff. Uh, really, really hard otherwise. 
And then the cool thing, and I say this to people, you see an article with some new innovation in the NFL, MLB, around tech, give it a year, give it two years, maybe even faster, it will be in youth. Now, what I like about us and some other tech companies that are youth focused, we're actually maybe leading leading the charge because um, we're tech native, uh, but you will see the parents want all the data, they want all the video, they want it all in a seamless experience, they want it immediately, they want it during mm -hmm. the game and after the game, and they want all the stuff to get the kid better. We call it pre-game, game day, post-game. They want that whole thing to work. How do I get to the game and get organized? How do I get all my stuff, which can feel like an offline process, but so much innovation there on digital. Have a great game experience. Has my kid get better after the game? And repeat every week. And many places, they're playing 10, 11 months a year. You know, weather isn't a factor in outdoor sports. It's, it's uh, I mean, I see a one way up and to the right in terms of explosion of growth in youth, uh, digital and otherwise. Do you approach a space differently that you have your two daughters in, in it and then also working in it? Yeah, I appreciate you asking that. I mean, it's, per, you know, there's this, a lot of people say, you know, business is business. Business is personal to me. And, uh, and I have no problem saying that because, uh, my kids are currently doing racket sports. They did softball. They did basketball. Uh, they are getting a lot out of it, whether it's the confidence or the team building skills or also, by the way, losing and uh, learning mm -hmm. how to lose, which seems like something a lot of people feel like kids need to do more of that and really learn those lessons. And so when I come to work, uh, you know, we're hopefully helping – we think we know we're helping millions of kids – it, it really, and I go home and I, I talk to them about it. Like it really means a lot to them that I'm doing this. A lot of their friends, you know, use Game Changer. So they, yeah. you know, they're pretty popular in school. That does, especially <laughs> in high school, that's like a great thing. I'm happy. Yeah. Usually your parents are not the cool people. So uh, <laughs> I love that part of it. And, you know, our, our app at its core is free. We have, it's, it's a freemium model like other apps. So you'll have, you can pay for it. 80% of our users don't pay. The whole business is built on 20% paying. And that's like an amazing number. But the accessibility that we can give to communities and individuals and teams that might, you know, not have the kind of access that, that some of us have is such a powerful thing. And we do it without even, even saying it's our main focus. Like it is how our model works. We build a ton of features in the free portion of the app. You don't need to spend money on it. We think this sets us apart, but I'm really proud. And I know my kids are proud of the fact that we're giving accessibility to every kind of community of every socioeconomic level. Yeah. So, uh, the, uh, what is it like, take your parent to work days, a, a fun <laughs> one for you. Cause everyone just pulls out their phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. cool. I did one of those and uh, yeah, it was pretty popular. <laughs> I handed out some swag. So, you know, uh, that, that works. <laughs> I love that. And, on that, from the NIL perspective, any thoughts around that? I'm sure you're hearing some of it as this. I mean, there's a big lag effect and it's going to take a while. But even from your daughter's standpoint, do you, again, sort of approach it differently or think about it differently? Well, I know there's a lot of discussion about it and there's a lot of debate. I, NIL is, it's based on people, kids playing sports, doing something very, wholesome. It's creating a lot of value in society. There's a lot of attention directed to it. And, you know, I'm supportive of where all of this is going. You know, we contribute to it at Game Changer in a way that's empowering to the families. Because what we say is we're going to stick to our model. You might want to elevate yourself as an, as an individual athlete and do things that NIL gives you the ability to do. We're going to give you the tools and the content 
that allows you to do that. And then you can do what you want with it, right? So you want to uh, promote your video content. You want to promote your statistical achievements. All of that stuff is what we do. We have a business model around it, but it's your content. So you do what else you want with it. If we can build tools to help you do that, we built this athlete profile thing that's like your entire career. Uh, it's being used by families just to make their kids feel good and kind of celebrate them. But it's also being used by families who are trying to get recruited and maybe trying to you know promote themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to empower people, the coaches, parents, families to do what they want with their content. You're the ones playing the game. You're the one doing the work to get there. Um, our platform lets you do it. So I, um, I'm very encouraging of people uh, kind of leveraging what's a really great skill to further themselves. And all of these things have pros and cons, but I'm, I'm a very bullish on kind of where all of youth and amateur sports is going. And uh, it's look, sports is a net positive on society. Everything has pros and cons, but it's hard to find an industry that is, is so net positive and my, obviously I'm biased, but that's certainly my opinion. Yeah, no, we both are. I'm, I'm with you from a, something else we're seeing a lot of is more private equity or we'll just even call it big investors coming into youth sports. Have you seen any impacts from that yet? Or what are, what are sort of the rumblings or, or yeah. analysis that you've uh, taken away from as that I believe will continue to progress also? Yeah, we've seen a lot. A lot of our competitors, a lot of adjacent companies that kind of do similar things or a little bit around what we do. I would say most of them right now are venture or, or the ones who've been around a while, private equity backed. And you know, I have a lot of friends in that world. Uh, it's a great forcing function for efficiency and, and progress. The fragmentation of youth sports and the seasonality of it means that if you really want to win, in my opinion, it's a long-term play. You have to go through each season. It's very hard to scale through a sales model that is very top-down because a coach in a random game in a random field in, in you know, I don't know, Iowa, you're going to have a hard time finding that person through a model that you might see in like other tech and other software. And so it takes time. So I think the push-pull here is going to be if you have private equity investors, they have a horizon on their investment. And can will that accelerate or uh, slow down innovation? Again, bias. I like our position. Corporate owner, very long-term thinking. Going to Ed Stack, who has, you know, we talked about earlier, just very, very long-term thinkers and, and committed to sports and youth sports. So we think this is a a decade-long thing here that's transforming youth sports. It's already been more than a decade. And I'm calling it the roaring 20s now in, the, mm. in youth sports. And so I think you need to think long-term. And uh, you're talking about parents and kids. You got to put a great product in front of them. You got to be sensitive to their data, to their privacy. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a big responsibility. Like we're talking about educating and elevating the next generation. Like those aren't just words for me. Like that's really, it's a big responsibility. I think the investment is great. It pushes more capital is good. It validates the opportunity, but I would encourage our competitors, all of us to think long-term. And you bring up a good point of, because in a traditional software, say even PE backed, Mm -hmm. and and you're talking about selling to a customer, if you're selling your software, it's, oh, it's someone that needs, I'm just going to use Canva, for example. Oh, you need graphic design improved. And you could say the same thing to sports. But the problem is sort of that user is always changing yes. and yes. it's 
Can you go a little deeper into that too of the seasonality yeah. of how you guys think about that and manage that? Because the recurring, you know, it's like recurring, yeah. but also there it's, you know, you're not only seasonality, but also four years maybe in high school and then mm-hmm. boop gone. So how do you manage that and make sure that you keep those flows uh, intact? Yeah. It's a really unique element of youth sports. And this is why I think the slow organic growth model is so important because what allows us to maintain continuity with teams like a ninth grade team year after year, even though the people change is the word of mouth and connection. Because imagine if you had to resell every year, a new coach, you know, go back to the athletic director. That is a massive amount of work. And I'm not saying it's not doable, but I think it's gonna be hard to have an economic model that's profitable that works around that. But the number of parents or high school teachers who coach or volunteer coaches or or private paid coaches who just say, you know what, stay on Game Changer. The typical user, a family, stays with us for over six years. So that's like sixth through 12th grade. Mm -hmm. The coaches, I mean, for a a market, like you said, that has so much change, we have astronomical retention. Uh, Again, in typical B2B kind of software sales, those aren't the numbers we aspire to, but coaches, you know, we have 70 to 80% retention of coaches year after year. I mean, it's, those are really high numbers for a, for a thing that switches over. You have to establish that connection, that brand love. You see this with major consumer products. You see it with Apple. You see it with you know companies like that, that people just love the product and they just come back. You know, you're an Apple family or whatever. Like everyone kind of comes back to it. That's what we believe is the sustainable thing here. Uh, for exactly the reasons you said, because you 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 lose you lose the person you sold to a year or two later. And when you think about the long term thinking, you need that for anybody building in sports. Mm-hmm. And you've now been in it for a little, so you had long term thinking. Obviously, you said Dick Sporting Goods yeah. does. All of you, a game changer for anyone looking to jump into the space and build. Maybe it's not in youth sports; it's completely in, in Australia, and they're trying to do whatever. Yeah. You know, what what's some advice or insights that you've gathered? Uh, to help them as they look to build in, in sports, as you said, the opportunity continues to grow beyond yeah. not just youth, but just in general as the industry as a whole. The first piece of advice is actually general to any industry, then I'll talk about sports. And I got this from someone and it's really stuck with me. And that's a startup is defined as a group of people working together very hard for a very long time which is one of the coolest definitions I've ever heard of a startup. And the most important words in there are probably a very long time, right? <laughs> and the cool thing, the startup, you don't know what's going to work, right? So you need enough time to make a lot of mistakes to figure out what will work and pivot and all of that. And you hear, you see an article, someone did something successful in one or two years. That is the exception by a long shot. So I, I think that, that, that resonates. When it comes to sports specifically, uh, I, there, there's so much attention on the product in the sense of the athletes and on the pros, you know, you have these famous people, they're celebrities. Many have gone on to do things after sports. Sports does not work without the fans. And I think, uh, and, and fans are hard because it's the consumers. It's millions of them. There, there's dozens of clubs in each sport or hundreds of clubs or, or teams. And so a lot of people will gravitate to, selling to organizations. And there's great business opportunities there. But I think the coolest opportunities in sports are selling to the hundreds, the millions or tens of millions or billions of fans Hmm. around the world. Uh, 
takes longer. And again, I'm showing all my biases, takes longer, harder to do. But I think selling to, you know, putting a product in the hands of real people who on an individual level, whether that's a better fan experience at a stadium or better data, better viewing experience, that personally is where I'm really excited. And that is going to be global, right? Uh, and that's the other thing I would say. I spent some time in India recently, deep dived mm-hmm. on cricket, second largest spectator sport in the world. The international opportunity, I mean, this is a cliche, but it is really true. And the capital that's available internationally, we saw this with the PGA and Live and all that, is just massive. And so if you're not, if you don't have an international strategy or you're, first of all, for bigger companies in sports, you are, you are losing, you're behind. Like we're thinking about it. We're not, we're big, we're not gigantic. Uh, and if you're looking to do something new, I would say take a plunge and come at it from another from another geography. Uh, you mentioned Australia. There's so much opportunity, and you can take a lot of the lessons in the U.S. of how organized sports is from pro all the way to youth. You can go to a place where one part of that segment is not organized, and you could be the one organizing it. Tons of opportunity like that. What'd you gather from India? I'm always uh, curious because I, I view that as well yeah. biased, but I, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. You know what the the insight that I loved? Everyone just assumes me, including me, and I came originally from there. You know, big cricket market. Yeah, but what's and and that's true. But what's so interesting is where every company of mid size or bigger, and now we're talking hundreds of millions of people who work at these places, has a cricket team. So the biggest amateur segment in cricket is not kids, although there are a lot. Mm. Of, that's it's 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 what we would like call adult softball, right? It's like amateur corporate cricket, that is a huge market, right? Now, wow. I don't know what the monetization is there, but you know, you have the pros, you have, you have all that, you have pro cricket coming here now, but the, 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 the big mass market is 20 to 50 year olds, you know, people who work at a company going home for, after work, their social activities playing cricket, and then they go out and have some drinks or hang out. That is huge. There are these facilities being built so company teams can play. And with the size of the population, this is millions of people. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know that. That's fascinating on the corporate, like sort of like pick up basketball, but yeah. pick up cricket. Yeah, yeah hmm. exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Cool. Well, anyway, I'm sure we could go on for, for a long, long time, but uh, closing this out, Samir, appreciate you coming on. Give us the rundown on where we can, uh, you know, website, socials, wherever else to, to learn more, get in contact. Yeah, absolutely. Website, super easy, gc.com to learn more about Game Changer. You can go to the App Store, Play Store, and and find us. Uh, if you ever want to talk youth sports, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'd love to chat. And I would love hearing from coaches, love hearing from families. Uh, respond to every message uh, but we'd love for you to check us out and use the product love that well you sports man it's it's yeah. got its growth ahead so glad it you does. guys got a good spot in it thank you really appreciate the, uh, you having me on